Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Money Matters with Mike, with your host, Mike Zeno. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for. And he can help you, too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Mike Zeno. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Saturday, people. It's Mike Zeno coming to you live from Fort Mill, South Carolina. And what a great day to be alive in these United States of America. It is summertime in the good old USA. We have got an exciting show for you today. Um, joining me today is the one and the only Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today? Doing well, Mike. How are you? I, I know a lot of people who would say I'm glad that, that they're very glad that I am the one and only uh, Matt McClure. But <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, not, not a problem. I'm doing well. Uh, you, you may hear a little rasp in my voice. I said a lot of words this past week. I did a, a couple retirement workshops and had 22 appointments with uh, pre-retirees and retirees that were getting ready to you know, protect their money and wanted to make sure they never ran out of it. And as a, as a result, I, I ran out of words, uh, ran out of voice uh, toward the end of last week. But everything's healthy. Uh, thank God tested negative twice for COVID. Um, but I'm just now starting to get my get my voice back. So everything is is good to go. Again, excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, it's um, it's never good when you're when you're trying to be on the radio. Trust me, I know from experience, and you have no voice. Whew, that's that's not that's a scary, scary proposition. But I'm glad, I'm glad you're feeling better. It's a little better. difficult for sure. That, that's right. That's right. I, I am glad you're feeling better though. And uh, the um, website, folks, if you want to learn more about the show, by the way, just as we start off here, this of course, Money Matters with Mike, MoneyMattersWithMike.com. We made it easy for you. MoneyMattersWithMike.com. The phone number seven zero four five six zero. 1573. And of course, you can subscribe to us as a podcast. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating there. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, well, Mike, as we start off our conversation here today, we've got, of course, a lot of volatility still in the stock market. People still worried about inflation. Gas prices are still high. Um, what kinds of uh, things have you and, and, and your, your clients really been kind of stressing out over this week? Well, the, the the value of their dollar and, and how it's been so greatly diminished over the past several months of, of 2022 and their concern in, in making sure that they have enough to last them through their entire retirement. That's That's been weighing heavily on people's minds. And people ask me all the time, hey, Mike, you know, do you have any tips? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Come book a consultation for sure, because... I, I need to find out a little bit about you and your situation and what we're working with and what your game plan is. And so um, it, it really just depends on the individual and what they're trying to accomplish. But, you know, the biggest thing weighing on people's minds is, is definitely the, the diminishing value of their dollar and what it's able to buy. I mean, things were able to people were able to buy a lot more last year than, than they could this year. And, and, and we're noticing that. I mean, we've had a running joke for a few weeks now about me and my fill-ups in my truck. This week, I set a new record. 
uh, $137.65 it cost me to fill up my truck. And uh, so I definitely felt the pain at the pump this week. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> it's not fun. <clears throat> one, of, one of the least fun experiences of uh, all of our lives right now is going to uh, the gas station, pulling in, seeing that uh, price at the pump. Although, uh, you know, it, it has come down from record highs over the past couple of weeks. But still, I mean, we're paying a lot more than we were um, certainly, the, you know, this time last year or just about any time in in the country's history. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to fill up in good old Carolina. I had to I had to go across two state lines and, and I was up in Virginia uh, where my retirement workshops were up there doing uh, a lot of work uh, in the in the Norfolk and Virginia Beach area. And as I was heading back down, I had to I had to fill up. So I had to pay Virginia gas prices. So that's why that's why it was a new record for me. <laughs> there you go. You were, you were feeling the pain. Definitely. Well, um, we always like to share a little bit of financial wisdom with our listeners uh, in the first part of the show. And this week's quote comes from one of our founders, Benjamin Franklin. Um, and and uh, the quote is this, Mike, beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. Listen one more time. Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. I think that one hits home for a lot of people. I think it does too, because it is real easy to spring a leak in today's economy. And while you might not have control over the economy itself, you absolutely have control over the actions that you take. And so you need to be aware of some different ways that you can take proactive uh, action to make sure that you don't have any leaks. And then if you do identify that you have a leak or two here's some you know action points that you can take to uh to kind of plug those leaks number one I, I guess would be to keep track of your spending it is really really important to know where your money is going because if you know where it's going it's going to be a lot easier to make the changes that you need to and i always suggest my clients literally track every single penny they spend over the course of a month. I think that's a, a solid idea. What do you think, Matt? Oh, definitely. And I, you know, when it comes to those smaller expenses and and really making a big uh, impact on your spending, on your budget, like I just take, for example, if you have a streaming service <laughs> that's like $7.99 a month and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's not such a big deal, $7.99 a month. And you and you put it on auto pay on your, on your card or in your bank account and you forget about it. Well, pretty soon you might have three or four or five different streaming services because everybody's got a streaming service these days and that's it all true. it all really adds up. And and I mean, that's one thing that I know that I've been guilty of in my spending. Those little things like especially the, the subscriptions and those streaming services really add up and they're easy to forget that they're even in your life because you just get used to watching them and uh, and you're not necessarily where the money's coming from to pay for them. Absolutely. Another thing that you can do is, is to separate your wants from your needs. And I know this is a tough one for a lot of people because you might see that that thing, whatever it is for you. Um, but I know that there was a point in time where I really wanted to upgrade my television. We were coming. It was at the end of uh, Super Bowl or football season. We we're coming into the Super Bowl. And I really had to think, hey, do I really need that 75 inch is or is my 65 inch? Uh, going to be plenty. Or, you know, if you have a 42 inch, do you really need the 50 inch? Uh, if you're a golfer, do you really need 
that new set of golf clubs or is your old set performing just fine? The funny story is, is I like to play golf. I'm not very good at it, but I went in uh, to, to golf galaxy to hit some golf balls with their new technology. I figure, heck it's been 20 years since I bought a set of golf clubs. Technology has to have changed. Well, my swing is so bad that it didn't matter what club I had. Um, I was literally hitting all of them within about three yards of, of my clubs. The guy even told me, he goes, I'd love to sell you a set of irons, <laughs> goes, but you're hitting yours just as far as you're hitting these. So that told me right there, it's my golf swing, not the equipment. <laughs> so see the up, the upgrade wouldn't have done you any good uh, in, in that, in that particular, <laughs> not at this, at this junction, no, sir. Um, an, another thing is, 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 we're coming into summer, right? And and we just had the 4th of July kickoff, Memorial Day before that. You got to be careful about spending a significant amount of money on a periodic purchase like a vacation. And so you might feel good while you're taking that vacation, but just spending an extra 500 to to $1,000 now can make a long-term detrimental effect in your retirement plan. And so you're going to, you, you may end up wishing that you had that money later. You know, you're on vacation. You're not, you don't really have your, your eyes on the prize as far as long-term planning. Cause you're in the short term, you're, you're having a great time relaxing and, and, and chilling out and having fun with family, friends and whomever. Um, and that's something that I have been really guilty of is not really considering that impact on a longer term scale. America is the land of instant gratification, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, pe people want it and they want it now. And one of the things that has made it very easy to get it now are credit cards. And so avoid using credit cards if you can. I know a lot of people that like to use them for everything. And then if they can't pay the bill off at the end of the month, not only are they having to pay for the purchase, but they're adding that compound interest that's working against them instead of working for them. And it's prolonging how long it'll take them to pay it off. So unless you're able, 100% able to pay off your bill in total at the end of every single month, please avoid using credit cards for those instant gratification purchases for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's one of those things too, that you got to be careful of as far as, you know, if you leave that balance on the card at the end of the month, you know, the federal reserve is raising interest rates, um, to combat inflation right now. And that is one of the places that people are really in their everyday lives going to feel it because they are, um, you know, those credit card interest rates are already high compared to any other interest rate that you're going to pay, basically. And they're just going to get even higher. So if you've got that money sitting there in your account, you, you might think uh, it's not such a big deal. It can be if you maintain a balance on those credit card accounts. It, it can. Absolutely. And another thing that we're doing, especially uh, in the summertime, because number one, there's more daylight and we're out a lot more. Uh, when we're out a lot more, we tend to eat out a lot more. And so just because you're on the road and, and, and you're out doing something, enjoying summer activities, doesn't mean that you also have to eat out. If you, if you can just uh, cut that down, I mean, think about it, a, a 10 to $15 pizza, if you're doing that once a week can cost you over $500 a year. And that's just a pizza. Yeah. So I'm not even talking about, you know, going out on date night or a family night or anything like that. We're talking a significant amount of savings um, that that people can save if, if they just monitor how much they're eating out.
saving regularly and having some of your paycheck directly deposited into some form of savings account, although savings account aren't paying a lot of interest right now, just getting in the habit of saving instead of spending will will help you out in the long run as well. Yeah, that's that's one area where um, I know that I can be better at also. One thing that I've actually found helpful is an like an automatic way to save. I know a lot of like online bank accounts will have, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, where you can set up an automatic transfer every week and it can be, you know, whatever amount you want to set, but just set up that automatic transfer once a, a week or every other week. If you get, if you get paid bi-weekly, let's say, and, and you want a portion of that paycheck to go into your savings account, set it up on the day that that direct deposit comes in to transfer that money over to your savings account. And then you're automatically setting it aside. You don't even have to make any effort, which uh, is, I think, right up everybody's alley. Absolutely. It's out of sight, out of mind. And and, and there's another app that I really like, especially for younger folks. Uh, I have my, my, my 21 year old doing it. It's called Acorns. And basically it just rounds up every purchase you make. It takes those pennies and throws it into an account that invests it in the stock market, which is awesome when the market's doing great. But when the market's down, obviously it's not performing the same, but I just keep telling my daughter, Hey, you're just buying those shares at a discount. So don't worry about it. It'll come back. Exactly. Well, and, and that, here's the thing. I actually have acorns as well. And, um, I have an automatic, I think it's, it's only, it's not much. It's like 10 bucks or something every, every paycheck, but it, but it go, that amount also automatically goes into acorns and it gets invested. And, and I've sort of been afraid to open the acorns app here lately, but, uh, usually it's, it's been a fairly pleasant experience. (laughs) No doubt. And, And I think another thing that, that people could try to do is every, at least every six months, if you're not doing this anyway, you should is Check your insurance policies. Um, as with everything, insurance tends to go up over time, and you might be surprised uh, that just by checking and shopping it, a different carrier can save you a couple hundred bucks, if not more, on a, a six-month uh, basis. And so I know one of my good buddies just, he went from, I can't remember which carrier he had, and he'd been a carrier, I think it was Geico he had for a long, long, long time, and they were going to raise his his rates by like 25%. And he was able to actually save 25% by switching, which netted him a 50% savings. So yeah, that, you know, it's on what, crazy on what it would have been. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think that's, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one too. It's it, you can really can um, save a lot. And there are apps out there for that uh, as well. I've actually done that here within the past couple of years and gotten a better rate for myself. So yeah, good, good advice there. Yeah. And, and, and you could cost yourself a lot more money in the long run by trying to manage your own finances. Um, There comes a time for everybody when they just simply can't manage their own finances. And and, and so it's it's very important to seek the help of a professional uh, in order to make sure that not only are your ducks in a row, but to ensure that your family has a plan in place should the unexpected occur and you pass away. Yeah. So you you really yeah, you really want to have that plan not only for your life, but for theirs as well. And Mike, one of the things I know that you like to offer folks is a free, full financial consultation. What does that look like when you, you know, sort of start that process and and get to know someone in their particular financial situation? When you contact me, what you hear today on the radio is what you're going to get in a one-on-one consultation. I'm as real as it gets. I don't try to talk over people and use big, haughty financial terminology that you won't understand. I do break things down into layman terms. And the biggest thing is, is that you're only going to work with me if it's right for you. 
I'm only going to work with you if it's right for me. My goal is not to be your friend, but to kind of get you to wake up a little bit and start looking out for yourselves because most people haven't been looking out for themselves for the last 20 to 30 years. And when we're talking about retirement, it's, it, it's time. So I want to find out what your goals are, what your dreams are. Um, you know, do you have a plan already in place? Maybe it just needs a little tweaking. Um, and, and, and so working with me will analyze your entire financial situation. And then we'll find out uh, if there is, is, is a way that we can work together to where it's mutually beneficial. MoneyMattersWithMike.com is the website if you want to schedule that free consultation, folks. MoneyMattersWithMike.com and the uh, num- the phone number, if you prefer uh, to give Mike a call, 704-560-1573, 704-560-1573. Well, uh, just about time here for us to take our first break of the program, but uh, we're going to come back in just a moment and we'll talk about healthcare costs. We'll actually hear a little bit about, about that during the break. And then we'll come back and discuss a little bit more about healthcare costs in retirement, how much people need to, to have on hand and uh, just answer some of those questions that I know a lot of people do have. This is Money Matters with Mike. Stick around. We're going to come right back and talk more. money more problems not on this show you're listening to money matters with mike i'm matt mcclure with the retirement.radio network next time you head to the pharmacy you could be in for some sticker shock so do you need to plan now for higher drug prices in the future First, let's spell out the problem, and it's not necessarily a new one. Prescription drug prices have been rising faster than inflation for decades, according to AARP. To put it in perspective, the group says if gas had risen as much as prescription drugs have over time, regular unleaded would cost more than 12 bucks a gallon by now. For seniors on a fixed income, being able to afford prescription drugs is essential. Ron Mastrogiovanni of HealthView Services recently told CNBC, Whether you're affluent or whether you're the average person, I'll tell you what, when you look at your Social Security check, you're paying for health care. Prescription drug insurance plans provide some coverage, of course, but not all plans are created equally. And it's important that you know the details of your plan, especially what it will and won't cover. You really need to look at the coverage in those types of plans to determine what makes the most sense for you. Lawmakers in Washington have been trying to come up with solutions on several fronts. They include things like allowing the government to negotiate drug prices, capping the cost of insulin, and more. But those proposals have stalled. They were part of President Biden's Build Back Better plan. It passed the House, but that massive piece of legislation hit a roadblock in the Senate, even though surveys show big majorities of U.S. adults approve of those measures. It seems like everyone agrees something needs to be done to control costs, but just can't agree on exactly what that might be. In the meantime, what should you do to prepare for higher drug prices in the future? Well, putting more money in savings surely couldn't hurt, according to the experts, but that can only go so far. And what can you do now to save money at the pharmacy? Well, that is a key question to consider as inflation continues its upward climb. With the Retirement.Radio Network, I'm Matt McClure. inflation got you down? This is your weekend pick-me-up. You're listening to Money Matters with Mike. Welcome back. This is Money Matters with Mike. I'm Matt McClure here alongside Mike Zeno talking all things money, uh, particularly 
planning for retirement. You just heard a little um, piece there about how much more um, expensive prescription drugs are these days. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about inflation here, Mike, and, and uh, that the, the fact in there that was over the last several years had gas prices gone up as much as drug prices have gas would be like over $12 a gallon right now. Like that, I mean, that, that, pretty uh, shocking uh, as an illustration how much more expensive prescription drugs are these days it, it is absolutely unreal and unfortunately that's why you see a lot of people trying to get black market drugs and going to canada and mexico and then they're not getting the drugs that are actual drugs you know that they wanted and end up doing a lot more harm than good i wish the government would get a, a handle on prescription drug prices for sure yeah absolutely no reason that that people should be paying through the nose whether it's for insulin or whether it's for um inhalers or, or heck just everyday pills that folks take to, that keep them alive yeah stuff like that that's just kind of crazy when people need these drugs to survive it, it doesn't need to like that that kind of price gouging especially is just you know egregious and 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 just bad it's just full of all kinds of bad will and and just nastiness in my opinion yeah, the hospitals are no better either i remember when i was in in the hospital they gave me two tylenol and tried to charge me eight hundred dollars four hundred dollars a piece for the tylenol i took i looked at them and i said i'm not taking those take them off my chart i don't need two tylenol for eight hundred dollars because that just to me is 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 asinine <laughs> if i can say that on the radio yeah you're like you're like i'll go absolutely ridiculous yeah you're like i'll go down the street to the to the drugstore and you know have them for uh, like four cents a piece you know like. yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'll have a, a several year supply for eight hundred dollars go jump in a lake thank you uh, right um, <laughs> another one of my buddies he he has to take an infusion um and in this infusion it's the only fda one that's approved for his condition and that one drug is a million dollars a year Oh, that wow. one drug is a million dollars a year. And so, I mean, what, what do people who don't have insurance or who cannot afford that, what do they, what do they do? Yeah. They, they die right. because right. they can't afford it. And that's just a travesty in, in this country. Nobody should be uh, in, in those di you know, dire circumstances because they can't afford their drugs. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that sort of leads us into this, you know, the question of when you're looking at retirement, how much money do people need to have uh, specifically for healthcare costs? I mean, you know, the, the, the statistics have, have shown us this and people's personal experiences have shown us this for years and generations that the older you get, the more you need to use the healthcare system, right? So how much is that going to cost? And, and you know, drug uh, price increases included, but, the, you know, the ridiculous uh, price gouging things sort of set aside for a second because some of those things you can't really predict, you know, but how much are people really going to need for those healthcare costs in retirement? Well, according to a Fidelity retiree healthcare cost estimate, okay, the average retired couple that's age 65 in this year, 2022, they may need approximately $315,000. And that's after tax savings, just to cover their healthcare expenses in retirement. And that's a lot of money. That really is that, a that, lot of money. That's a lot of money, especially if you're talking about, you know, the middle middle income folks who are, um, you know, just trying to save as much as they can or in, or, you know, invest as much as they can for their retirement and, and trying to build up uh, that, uh, um, you know, retirement income for themselves. 
That's a huge chunk of change. And this is even taking into account, you know, people that have their own uh, Medicare uh, policies, Medicare supplements, and and all of that sort of thing to help cover a lot of these costs. The out-of-pocket still may be $315,000 for a couple uh, to... to um, have enough money to pay for their health care over their retirement. And you got to take into account two people are living longer. Yeah. And, and as, exactly right. The amount that you'll need will depend on when and where you retire, how healthy you are, how old you are at retirement, how long you point, you know, you, your people live from a longevity standpoint. So everybody's different, but I mean, if that's the average heck, I know a lot of people who don't even have $315,000 total. And so one catastrophic health event can wipe out their entire savings. And if they don't have a plan in place that addresses those needs or those potential needs, uh, they could be forcing medical bankruptcy. Yeah, which is um, just a completely tragic situation to be forced into. Like you were saying, nobody should have to deal with that uh, in in this country, in any country, but you know, especially in in the United States, where you know we have literally you know most advanced healthcare in the world. You know, you shouldn't have to um, either go broke paying for it or not be able to pay for it and and die from whatever disease you have. Let's just not. It's just not right, and so that that's um that's a great point. Um, and, and one thing too that I, that I think a lot of people might kind of overlook, and we'll talk I think a little bit more about about you know nest egg versus income a little bit later on, but is how do you know how do I fund this? Well, an annuity could be one way uh, for people to consider um, you know putting their money in now to be able to pay for a lot of these expenses in retirement later. Yeah, again, everybody's different. So annuities are great for a lot of people. They're not great for everybody. But we, no matter what situation you're in, we have a solution to address these needs. And I I just want to impress that upon our listeners um, greatly. In that, you know, there is no one size fits all, and 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 we do take each person on an as is basis, and, and and we'll look at everything that you've got going on in your life, what you have, what you don't have, what you're making. Um, and, and we'll try to put together a plan that addresses all of those needs. And the important thing is to have the plan in place, because if you are a ship in the wind with no rudder, you're going to go wherever the wind blows you. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's important that you have that rudder, that plan in place that will address those needs. If and should they ever occur. So, you know, that's one of the things that we will definitely do in our consultations as we get to know each other's put that plan together that allows you to address any of these t- catastrophic type health challenges that people run into, whether it's, you know, chronic, critical or terminal illness for sure. Yeah. And that that's one of the things too. I, and I love that, that you always stress that because it's not a one size fits all thing, because what kind of the way that I like to think about it is what's good for your brother-in-law, your, your, what was great for your mom or your dad, or, or, you know, your relative or neighbor down the street is not necessarily the right thing for you. So that's why it's important to talk to a professional, somebody who knows about all of these things and about these, about the different options that are out there. Because as you say, uh, you know, I mentioned annuities, but, but there are a lot of different options for people uh, to have money, not only, you know, maybe not only necessarily for themselves, for their life, but then also to pass on some wealth to the next generation. 
Absolutely. And it, it really depends on what your withdrawal plan is. And, you know, you may be scratching your head going withdrawal plan. What's that? And, and if you don't have a strategic withdrawal plan, then again, you're, you're just planning to fail. Money in the bank is ideal, but without a plan, you could end up running out of your savings with many years left to live. And so, you know, having a strategic plan includes different methods for withdrawing your money and using it as cash flow in addition to allowing what you still have in savings to continue to work for you. And so whether it's coming from your uh, 401k plan, an IRA, a mutual fund, bonds, or just your bank accounts, older adults especially, especially need that strategic withdrawal plan. So um, some things that you could do, number one would be to start small. And what do I mean by that? Well, we've, we've heard of a rule called the 4% rule. And, and that rule just says, hey, if I withdraw 4% of my money, it should last me 25 years. Four times 25 is 100, 100% of your money, okay? Uh, that is a great you know, general rule. It, some people may only need to take 3%. And some people may be able to take six or 7%, again, depending upon their current situation, how much they have, how old they are, what their longevity is, is, is expected to be. And so starting small would be one way and then increasing that every single year that you're in retirement. Another way to do it would be to withdraw money from one account at a time. So I would start with taxable accounts because you can withdraw that money so that ultimately you are paying that tax at the lower rates uh, first and then go with uh, your Roth accounts last. Another way to do it would be to withdraw proportionately in that you would spread out your withdrawals across all your accounts to save money uh, so that you're able to reduce the, the taxable impact. So depending on you know, how much you have in tax advantaged accounts versus Roth accounts, or savings accounts where you've already paid the tax, that will determine you know which of those accounts you should withdraw from. And I think a very important part too is to only take out what you need. Keep as much money in savings, whatever vehicle you're using, all right, so that you can get it to continually work for you instead of working against you. And then you know, choose a time frame. So whether that is monthly, quarterly, or yearly versus, hey, just whenever I need to, I go in there and take money out of my account. Because if you get into the habit of just taking money whenever you need to take money, you're going to find that you need to take money a lot more and you're going to end up depleting your accounts that much faster. <laughs> so I, I can't hammer it in enough that without a plan in place and some general knowledge of how much money you have and how long you're going to need it to last, it's very easy to spend it quickly. Yeah, absolutely. That That's the thing. Like I, and whether it's financial planning or, you know, anything, I, I'm the kind of person, and I think a lot of people are this way, whether they know it or not, that I've got to have a structure in place, you know, and, and I, I always use the, um, the illustration myself of, like, you know, diet, weight loss, exercise, and all of that kind of thing. I am the kind of person who actually has done well in the past on 
those, uh, you know, the, well, they used to be on DVDs. Now they're streaming and all that. But all those like exercise programs that you do for 90 days or, or you know, uh, 60 days or whatever, because it's a structured thing and they give you like the calendar and you can track your progress and all of that. And I'm like, ooh, these, this is great. I have these goals to meet. I have, um, I'm, I know going in, I'm doing this workout this day. I'm eating this on this day. You know, it's like, I just have to have that. And I think for a lot of people, uh, it's that way. It's really helpful. Absolutely. It's, I'm glad those worked for you. Um, because if I went on a 90 day on the 91st day, I'd start eating everything that's in sight. And by the end of the 120th day, I'd be right back where I started, you know, before I started the 90 day challenge, because <laughs> I, I got to do it every single day, or at least, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing, and, and just do it all the time. And, you know, with weight loss, it's, it's a very, very simple equation, right? Calories in calories out. If you just stop putting it in your mouth, you won't gain the weight. There, there you go. And, and, uh, it's starting I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Oh, and, and you're talking to me too. Cause I know uh, all about that. It, it, you know, it's all, and it's like it's less calories in than the calories that you burn, you know, burn more calories rather than you take in, I should say to, to turn the phrase there a little bit. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's the formula. It's uh, it's tried and true. So that's what you got to stick to. But see, here's the thing. Finances can be a lot more complicated than weight loss when it comes to that. So that's why people need to to really learn about all of these different options that they have and, and um, you know, get that plan really in place. Yeah. And, and, and you know, a couple of those options are, are whether to invest in a, in a traditional type individual retirement account or a Roth IRA. And, and I'm, I would say that you'd much, much, much rather have a Roth than a traditional. And, and what's the difference, right? Well, the Roth, you're paying the taxes now at a known tax rate, as opposed to deferring it to a later, potentially higher marginal tax bracket. And so you have the opportunity to, to we say, divest the IRS, strip them of their power, um, from becoming a partner in your retirement accounts by go ahead and paying the tax now so that it grows tax-free for the rest of its life. And, and, and another benefit with the Roth is that there are no required minimum distributions. So some of you out there in listener land, you might be very familiar with RMDs as they're abbreviated and called, okay? Some of you may have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's just say that you have money in a 401k and you have been very blessed and you've made money and you don't really have any plans to touch the money inside of your 401k. Whether or not you roll it into an IRA does not matter. The year that you turn 72 now, okay, the government is gonna come knocking on your door. What are they gonna come knocking looking for? Well, for you to pay them tax money. And you know, your, your, your uncle is very greedy. He has his paws just going, gimme, 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 gimme. Now, mind you, you don't need to take the money because you're in a good position, but he's going to say, too bad, so sad, pay me. <laughs> and so you're going to have to shell out some what are called required minimum distributions in order to pay the IRS. And so when your money is in a Roth, you don't have to worry about required minimum distributions. And so you're able to leave that tax-free benefit as well to your beneficiaries with no RMDs for them. And it just bottom line allows your money to grow tax-free. And that's a win for us as the little guy. That That's always a good thing. 
Yeah. And, and, and one of the biggest mistakes that people make when planning for retirement is they think that the number they have in those accounts is actually their money. And it's not because if you have $500,000 in a 401k that you have decided to defer your taxes until a later point in time, well, let's just conservatively say 20% of that is gone. All right, $100,000 of that belongs to Uncle Sam. It's not your money. And so it's a big wake up call for America uh, when it's time for them to start taking the money that they've saved so diligently over the course of their lifetime uh, in traditional type savings vehicles that are tax deferred. So don't forget that 401ks and IRAs, if they are traditional accounts, they are tax deferred account. You still owe the government taxes on the money. And as soon as you take any of those distributions or required minimum distributions, you're going to have to pay the tax. Man. Yeah. And, and you also think, you know, too, Mike, that a lot of people, when they focus on money for retirement and planning for retirement, they, they might focus a little bit too much on building up this bit, one big dollar amount, this big nest egg dollar amount, rather than focusing on, okay, I'm going to have do, or do I have enough income that's going to be coming in on a steady basis for me to, to make it through my retirement years? Yep. And, and that could cause a gap in income, better known as an income gap. And so one of the things that we seek to do during our consultations is, is look at what monies you're going to have coming in, whether it's social security, which incidentally up to 85% of social security income, it can be taxable depending on what else you've got going on as far as income is concerned. If you're fortunate enough to still have a pension, um, we'll, we'll look at net numbers from it. If you are depending on your own savings, whether it's in a, in a 401k or a 403b or a TSP, or if you're a federal employee, um, we look at the net numbers and we'll back out things like taxes and the cost for your health insurance and the cost for you know any other insurances that you have. And, and we'll look at, okay, after all of my expenses are paid, how much money do I have? And that income gap is the difference between your living expenses and income from guaranteed sources. So all of our uh, goals and plans are going to put you in a situation to where there is more money than month. Let's actually take a quick uh, time out here, Mike, because we're um, going to come up on our last segment of the show and we're going to talk more about this. We're going to continue our discussion talking about retirement planning and, and about really how much people are kind of afraid of running out of money during retirement, um, because it's pretty staggering um, when you when you hear what we're going to say here as we come out of this next break. This is Money Matters with Mike. MoneyMattersWithMike.com is the website. That's MoneyMattersWithMike.com, all one word. And uh, the number, if you want to give us a call, 704-560-1573. And uh, that's a free consultation offer that you can take advantage of when you uh, get in touch with Mike Zeno. We'll be right back with more Money Matters with Mike coming up right after this. Where's the best place to hang your hat when you retire? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Whether retirement is just around the corner or several years away, time is ticking on planning not only your finances for your later years, but where you want to live out your post-retirement life. 
personal finance website WalletHub recently released its list of best states to retire in 2022. Florida unsurprisingly ranked number one, followed by Virginia, Colorado, Delaware, and Minnesota. WalletHub analyst Jill Gonzalez. The top 10 continues with North Dakota, Montana, Utah, Arizona, and New Hampshire. So what makes a state one of the best to retire in? The study was based on 47 metrics, including tax friendliness, the elderly population, golf courses per capita, and shoreline mileage. As for Florida, which landed the top spot this year, Florida excelled in tax friendliness, fellow retirees and things to do, but could use improvement with home health aids per capita. Even though the Sunshine State is number one overall, if finances are your primary concern, you might want to consider a move to Mississippi. It ranked as the state with the lowest overall cost of living. As for tax friendliness, Alaska jumps to the top of the list. But what if you want some culture in your retirement years? New York ranks as the number one state when it comes to the number of museums per capita. The trade-off there is, naturally, the Empire State is one of the most expensive in the country. So, where do you want to spend most of your time in retirement? And what factors are most important to you when considering a potential move? Those are key questions to consider as you plan for the future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Welcome back. This is Money Matters with Mike. I'm Matt McClure here alongside the one, the only, the man himself, Mike Zeno. Um, as we talk about retirement, and you just heard there the list of places that are um, at least ranked by Wallet Hub anyway as the best states to retire in. Uh, no surprise uh, to my mind anyway. Florida came in at number one. It's traditionally the place that you think of to you know where a lot of people retire, um, and and it does well in a lot of the different categories as you heard that they considered. But, you know, Mike, a lot of people, whether they're going to move to Florida or they're going to, you know, stay right where they've they've been for their entire lives or for a long time, they're delaying retirement right now, um, at least according to, to a lot of reports that we've been seeing because of inflation specifically uh, really taking a bite out of the amount of money that they have to, to set aside for the later years. Yeah. Not, and not only inflation, I mean, the market's just been abysmal this year. And so. Uh, according to a recent survey that that I saw, 60% of Americans has said that this has had a, an adverse effect on their finances. And so in order to, to make up for the combination of a very, very volatile market and inflation, folks are, are actually working longer. And I always tell people that I sit down with because a lot of them are considering retirement and they just want to make sure that they have all of their ducks in a row before pulling that trigger and making that final you know, choice to go ahead and retire. And one of my questions is, is why do you want to retire? And, and sometimes I get very emotionally charged answers. Someone at work is, is aggravating them or, you know, the people that they work with are, are jerks. And, and, and one of my biggest areas of counsel is, look, don't retire on emotion. Make sure that, that you actually can afford to retire because there is a huge jo- difference, rather, between um, eligibility right and affordability no wants to nobody wants to retire only to find out eight months later that they don't have enough money and now all of a sudden it's a uh, welcome to walmart you know they're the they're the they're the greeter 
And, and nobody wants to have to be forced into a situation like that. So rising inflation is definitely taking a toll on Americans. It, it really is. And, uh, you know, that same uh, survey that, that uh, you were looking at said 21% of people have specifically lowered their retirement savings. So the amount of money that people are putting in to their retirement accounts, whatever those accounts may be, or whatever those different investment vehicles may be, uh, 21% of them are, are taking that amount of money and lowering it each and every month or however often they're putting that money in. So it's, it really is having an effect, not just now, but as we say uh, later on. And, and that's, um, that's something that we want to kind of, uh, you know, counsel people, I guess, Mike, on how to offset that because you want to still be focused on your on your retirement years. How do you deal with this inflation that's uh, you know gotten to kind of runaway status right now? You know, I think a really really good uh, income generating strategy for for a lot of folks is is what we call laddering. And so a lot of times people used to do it with bonds, but I find more and more folks are starting to do it with fixed indexed annuities. And what that means is that they will purchase a fixed indexed annuity, say when they're 52 years of age with a 10 year goal and that in 10 years when they're 62, it'll start paying them an income, a guaranteed lifetime income that they can never outlive. Well, the laddering comes into, well, they purchase one at 52, then they purchase one at 53, so that in 10 years, they'll start a second income stream at 63, and then they buy one at 54, and at 55, and at 56, and they literally will do that for a 10-year period from the time they're 52 to the time they're 62, so that, think about this now, from the time they're 62 to the time they're 72, they're going to be adding an additional guaranteed lifetime stream of income that they can never outlive that'll come every single year, each of those years, so that by the time they're 72, they don't have to depend on Social Security alone. Because one of the interesting parts of another article that I was reading in in Fox Business said that Social Security uh, is actually set to be completely depleted. Their depletion date is moved up to the year 2034. Well, that's just, what, 12 years away. And so it's like, holy cow, in 12 years, Social Security will not exist as it currently does. Obviously, the Social Security Administration and the government are going to have to do something. But what that means, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. And they're blaming, you know, a lot of that on on stuff like, uh, at least according to Fox Business, the, you know, the lost tax revenue during the pandemic, because there was a lot of unemployment uh, there. But, you know, people weren't uh, didn't have the income um, for a long time to pay the, their taxes on. So there was less income on the, like the payroll taxes, Social Security income, of course, coming from from that. So. You know, and then there's you got the baby boomer generation aging into retirement now as well. So there's going to be a lot more uh, money having to be paid out by the Social Security Administration in these coming years. So it's just uh, you know a, a catch twenty two, I guess. It's it's one one bad thing on on the income side, one bad thing on the uh, the outgoing uh, side, and um, it's just not great. But yeah, they want to step in and do something to make sure that this is solvent because it's something that a lot of people do rely on. But like you say, you don't have to rely on it alone. 
No, and a lot of people may feel like they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. And and it's kind of looking a little hopeless at this point in life. And I'm here to tell you that it does not have to be that way at all. When we sit down and we come up with a plan for you, I'll show you the light at the end of the tunnel and, and give you actionable steps to take so that you can make sure that you're able to actually enjoy retirement no matter what life throws at you. And so I think that's why it's very, very important to you know sit down and have a conversation. Let me at least get a second set of eyes if you already have a financial advisor. I know a lot of people that have advisors and that's great. They haven't heard from them in, in a long time, especially you know when the markets are as, as volatile as they are right now. If you're just kind of everybody's asleep at the wheel, so to speak, then then you need to make sure that you get a second set of eyes and make sure that, that your vehicle is heading in the right direction and not running off course. Yeah. And it's especially important to have a plan in place right now because of, you know, inflation. We talk about inflation a lot and that's because it's really the number one thing that's on people's minds right now when it comes to their finances. We're we're seeing it. We're feeling it each and every day. Uh, you know, when, whether we're at the the grocery store or at the uh, the gas station and all of that. So uh, it's it's the number one thing that's on a lot of people's minds. But it's also apparently, at least according to CNBC, uh, this this report that uh, came out here recently, it's the most um, most acute risk for retirees and near retirees. Inflation is for those who live on fixed incomes. That's according to a lot of the uh, financial experts who spoke at a summit there. So it's really, you know, we, we think about, uh, you know, inflation having this cumulative effect over the long haul, but for people who are right up on retirement age right now, it's, it's go time. And, uh, you know, they're thinking, okay, how am I going to deal with this? Exactly. Because you hit the nail on the head when you say these retirees are living on a fixed income. Uh, well, inflation means their dollar can only go so far. It's buying fewer groceries and other household staples than it did even a year ago. And it's important to understand that some inflation is expected in a healthy economy. OK, but the prices in, in, in consumer goods are rising right now at the fastest pace in 40 years. And, and that can absolutely erode that purchasing power a lot more quickly than than usual. And so one of the ways that I've seen people uh, in retirement uh, also eke out a little bit of extra monthly income is through a reverse mortgage. It's not right for every person, but if you own your home outright and your children or your heirs have absolutely no desire, no sentimental attachment to that property, then that might be a very, very good source for seniors who are able to, all right, who own their house outright to kind of sell it back to the bank and have them pay them money on a monthly basis and, and literally squeeze every bit of juice available. And then when you pass away, then it just goes to the entity that was paying down the reversal. So, um, you know, I think that's a great strategy for those who it works for. Again, not for everybody, but for those that it works, it works very well. And having someone who knows how to deal with uh, inflation and, and and has, you know, really taken the time to to get these things figured out and, and knows how to plan and has done it for a long time is super, super important because, you know, I mean, let, let's say if you're on um, Social Security, for example, there is an, a cost of living adjustment there that's built in, uh, or if you have a pension plan, uh, if you're lucky enough to still have a pension plan, um, there could be a cost of living increase maybe uh, built into that uh, if it's not a fixed amount. 
but then that's going to be a fairly paltry sum, uh, usually. And so it's not necessarily going to make up for the loss of the uh, distance that your dollar will travel, so to speak, in times of inflation like this. Absolutely true. In fact, you know, we, we talk about summer earlier today and we talk about the fact that a lot of people are going to be you know cooking out this past weekend for Fourth of July and just summer in general. And, and we, we were kind of joking before the call about, uh, about how things have risen just in the past year. And I think we had some examples that we were going to share with the with the audience that uh, are making us laugh, but are really kind of making us cry at the same time. I mean, it's it's almost comical how much things have gone up in, in a matter of 12 months. Yeah, that's right. You got to laugh to keep from crying in a situation like this, Mike. But um, yeah, it, it's the summer cookout, at least um, according to the statistics here, your summer cookout going to cost 21% more overall this year. And and when you break it down um, to different items, <laughs> the, and again, laugh to keep from crying, one of the biggest increases is a half gallon of vanilla ice cream, which is now going to cost, on average, $7.44. That's compared to $4.69 a year ago. So that's a a big, whopping 58.6% increase. And that's just when you're talking about a half gallon of vanilla ice cream. That's not even taking into account a bunch of other uh, you know, increases as well. And we can run through some more of those. But that one, I think, just just made me laugh because it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, and, and another way they get you is is they used to actually sell half gallons of ice cream. But if you look, they're not a half gallon anymore either. It's a third of a gallon. They've made the, the containers skinnier, and yet they've increased the prices. And I could go on and on about how they've done that with several food-related items. You know, peanut butter, they put the little dimple in the bottom. Well, that little dimple takes out 10% of the product. Yet the peanut butter costs the exact same amount or more. But I know that we like to grill out a lot, right? So um, two pounds of boneless chicken breasts increased f- almost 41% this year as a pair, uh, uh, compared to last year, up to $9.48 just for two pounds of boneless chicken breast. And uh, for those of you who do like to grill your meat, that's a huge increase. Yeah. And I mean, even if, so let's say you could you get that chicken, you cook it, you want to make it into a, a nice chicken sandwich and you want to get some uh, hamburger buns to put them on. Well, those hamburger buns are going to cost more than 50% more, right? 55% uh, to be exact. Uh, 2022 prices are $2.58 for a pack of eight hamburger buns. That's compared to $1.66 uh, just last year. So that uh, that's another big one. And, and, and we talked about this in the beginning of the show, Mike. It's like you, you say that, let, let's say, OK, you look at it. Oh, pack of eight hamburger buns, 258. Not a big deal. But that's one of those things that it's, it's like the small leak in the ship. It, it, Absolutely. it adds up. Absolutely. All of those little things. You're going to want to put you know, cheese on your hamburgers. <laughs> cheese is more expensive. You're going to want to add some potato salad to go, you know, along with, you know, that potato salad is, 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 is up. Everything is up. And so a lot of folks are in for that, you know, that, that barbecue sticker shock this summer, for sure. <laughs> it absolutely is. And, and we laugh about the inflation a little bit here, Mike, but it's a real concern for people. Um, so in our last couple of minutes here, uh, just remind the folks how to get in touch and also what it's like when they reach out for that free consultation that you offer. 
Yeah, so the, the, there's two ways that you can get in contact with me. Obviously, if, if you prefer to talk to somebody, pick up the phone, call me, 704-560-1573. That, that is my direct number. It rings Mike Zano. And the only time I won't answer that phone is if I'm on the other line or in a meeting with a client, if I am uh, spending time with my wife or my adult daughters, should they wish to spend time with dear old dad, uh, or if I'm just taking some personal time. But I promise everybody this, if you leave me a voicemail, I will contact you back uh, very, very quickly. My commitment is within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, the other way to get in contact with me is by going to the website, moneymatterswithmike.com. Just like it sounds, Money Matters with Mike, all spelled out, all one word, dot com. And you can request a consultation uh, on our online uh, scheduler there. So when we get notification, whether it's through the website or you give me a call, uh, we'll set up an appointment. I'll, I'll give you access to my calendar. We'll find a time that works for you, obviously, that is available on my calendar. And we'll just have a discovery call, like a 15-minute conversation, just to kind of find out you know, what it is that you're actually trying to accomplish, where you are in life. Because when I'm talking to a 40-year-old, a it's a lot different than when I'm talking to a 66-year-old who is about ready to you know, start acting on, on full social security. So the, 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 the conversation will be dictated by where you are in life and, and what you have and, and where you want to go. And so I just think that it's important for folks. A lot of people think that dealing with uh, professionals is, is a daunting task and, and, and they would rather get their knee drilled. And I don't think it has to be that way at all. Um, I, I'm a big believer in you don't know what you don't know. And, and so when you seek the help of a professional who can lay it out in plain layman's terms, plain English, uh, and, and it all kind of makes sense. One of the biggest joys of my life is seeing that light bulb go off when people understand what is actually possible in retirement. Yeah, that, which is great. And, and uh, you know, helping people get there to that point, uh, realizing what's possible is uh, what you, I know, are all about. MoneyMattersWithMike.com, once again, is that website, folks, uh, for the free consultation. Just fill out that uh, that form there with your information. 704-560-1573 is the website as well. Well, Mike, that just about brings us to the end of the proceedings today. Uh, but um, we'll uh, do it all again next week. How's that sound? That sounds like a plan. I want to thank everybody out there again. Without you guys, we don't exist. So thank you for your time. If you know anybody that needs to hear this information, hey, share the website with them, moneymatterswithmike.com. We are on the air every Saturday at noon, and we try to bring you meat on the bone, stuff that you can actually take with you and apply to your everyday life so that you have more money that matters when it comes time to need it. So again, thank you for listening. And as always, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MoneyMattersWithMike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573.
Not affiliated with the United States government, Mike Zeno does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of the respective owners. AmeriLife assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.